Howdy, everybody. Jack Sentinel here. Hi, I'm Cloud AC Master. And we are the Conventional Podcast. This is a podcast about conventions. You think they would be convenient. However, they are never are. This is a podcast that we've been talking about for about the last year or two that we wanted to do about conventions. Jax and I have traveled to conventions for a long time. And we have discussed over the years, after doing the paperwork and putting in the time and gathering the resources we need to do this and come up with a comprehensive schedule to go over everything that we want to talk about with you guys. Because there are a lot of new people entering the scene nowadays and the scene keeps on expanding and not shrinking. So because of this, we have a lot of experience after being in it for 10 plus years each. And we want to share our knowledge with you and make sure you're going to a con blind or... There's a, there are no surprises, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. So, like you said, we've been doing this for about, what, 10 years, give or take now? Yeah, around there. Plus. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a long time, dear Lord. Yeah, I remember my first con. It felt like everything was in black and white, and everybody was wearing no weight. No, that was... But anyway. So you're in a manga, is what you're telling me. Maybe. But, <laughs> I remember those days. We were all printed on newspaper paper. No. And you got all your wigs from Cos- Cosplay City. Party City, excuse me. There's a Cosplay City? <laughs> I wish. Shoot. <laughs> I meant Party City. I-, I was thinking of two different things. And, I'm about to yeah. say. Back in the day when everybody got their stuff from Party City and pretended that they knew what they were doing. Yeah, you have to get. You used to have to get your wigs from Party City and you didn't have Arda or Epic or any of the other nice wig spots. It's kind of unfortunate that that was the thing but at least we have the nice things we do nowadays which i'm very appreciative and back when people made their work out of cardboard and duct tape oh wait no we have that guy yeah we still do that yeah no i still do that too no no no, yeah no there's one cosplay who we know who does everything out of duct tape but that's different story for we love him yeah he's a good guy yes but anyway what do we do at conventions what do you think well, I started back in 2007. In high school, I was kind of shy about my nerdy fandom, I'm not going to lie. But in 2006, I graduated from high school and my friends had told me that they were going to an anime convention. But at that time, it wasn't right for me because obviously after just graduating high school, I'm looking into college. And uh, I decided to go to community college to save money. So my first year of community college... My friends came to me with the idea again, and I decided to go to the local convention here. At that con, I went in blind. I didn't cosplay. I just took in the scenery and learned. Because at your first convention, there's a lot to learn, and you can kind of get overloaded if you do too much at once. So I'm glad I took the time to learn everything a bit before going. I returned in 2008. I was determined to do my first cosplay. And my first cosplay was Shinji Harako uh, from Bleach, because I was a huge Bleach nut at the time when Bleach was still a decent series. When it was it, one of the big three. Yeah, it was one of the big three still. It kind of went a bit downhill, unfortunately. But then I enjoyed my first cosplay experience, but I had to take a break because I needed to finish my school. I was studying uh, pre-vet med and getting a minor in business, and I finished that in 2011. And upon my return in 2011 when I finished, I knew I wanted to come back. And when I knew I wanted to come back, I had an idea in mind because I wanted to do something different and change. And it was more riskier at the time than it is today. Uh, I wanted to do crossplay. And crossplay, I think, is an interesting topic. But crossplay used to be highly looked down upon for males. Because when I would talk to my peers, it was more fun of if a male did it, but if a female did it, it was okay. And that's changed today. And I'm glad that it's changed today and that we're progressing further and further on this matter. But uh, my first crossplay was Sailor Venus from Sailor Moon, and I love Sailor Moon a lot. I like a lot of magical girl shows, actually. 
and I decided to do her and I got a lot of compliments. So because I got a lot of compliments on my first crossplay, I decided to continue down the path. I met a lot of other people who had the same interest as I did and and it's I found crossplay to be a good way to experiment with different things and learn different things about myself. Now, I still like to cosplay as male characters. I cosplay both males and females. I think it's great to cosplay both genders, and I enjoy cosplaying as both genders. It's very fun. And in 2012, I decided to start moving from in-state conventions to out-of-state conventions because I was dating someone through a long-distance relationship at the time. And because of that, I started exploring East Coast and West Coast and other Midwest cons. And I've been to most of them. I've been to all the big-name conventions for the most part. And uh, in 2012, I also started staffing. I started doing guest relations, and then it went on to working in the maid cafe and event planning and doing panels for certain cons. Um, I'm still doing things to this day. I did a Love Life dance cover group for two to two and a half years, which was fun. I'm currently trying something new in my convention career, which is uh, I'm teaching the con formal for the big upcoming Midwest convention. I'm looking forward to trying that and giving that a shot, and we'll see how that goes, but that covers most of what I've done so far in my 10 years, but a lot of traveling, a lot of f f cool and fun people met. Pretty much, yeah. So, for me, um, I started at a weird age. Uh, my first convention was Anime Central uh, 1999. I, I can't even count that technically as my first con, because I honestly barely remember it. I was a kid. My dad, we're never going to talk about my weird relationship with my father, but... Neither will I, but that's a different topic for yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, we never will have to talk about that again. But when I was younger, he pretty much threw me at this convention because he was like, oh, you're a nerd, you'll enjoy this. And then gave me 20 bucks, said, here, these people like what you like, even though he pretty much handed me your Speed Racer on Betamax in Spanish and expected me to understand it. But when... I was younger, I got totally enamored by it, and I was obsessed with going back to conventions. Years later, when I went to high school, I was reintroduced to the cosplay community, and it reintroduced to conventions as a whole when my my high school anime club decided that, hey, who wants to go to a convention? I said, sure, because the minute they dropped the name, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one I really wanted to go to, and I fell right back in love with it again. My first cosplay at that time was, ironically, Aruka-sensei from Naruto. Yeah, a lot of people's first cosplay was the big three, I keep on realizing. Yeah. You know, Naruto, that was Bleach, the, or One Piece. So the, that uh, well, was, at the time, it's yeah. changed, obviously. Over the that years. was the first cosplay that I consider a cosplay, because after that, it was just Halloween costumes of, sh of shit that I actually enjoyed. I mean, if I wanted to be really random, I did Professor Oak way back in the day for Halloween costume, but I don't really count that as my first exactly. cosplay. That, that was like a Halloween costume when I was well. Ish. Yeah, <laughs> we can cover that in another day. The whole Halloween costumes versus cosplay debacle. But yeah, it's a different topic. Yeah. But once again, this is just a brief introduction to what we're going to do for the show. It's not a full-fledged topic, so we'll be delving into these topics at a, a little bit of a later date. Yeah, exactly. So the reason why I kept going to cons is the first thing that I was given was a compliment. Being one of those kids that are very shy, very introverted... Compliments go a long way. They're a huge confidence booster because I was the same way. And yeah. that really helps you and gets you out of your comfort zone for sure. Exactly. And as a little high school, like this lanky, scary looking thing that didn't even know which way was up. 
I still don't know which way is up. Yeah, we went over direct, and he did not do a good job. I found my way to trash can, but no. I was pretty much given a compliment by another, or actually a staffer, who was dressed up as the same costume. And they did, personally, I think they did a much better job than I could ever have done. And they said that my costume was awesome. And that was the ultimate confidence booster. And I kept saying to myself, this is my con home. This is where I'm going to go. This is where I'm, this is something I'm comfortable with. And ever since then, I've been going. I, I do agree with you that if you do get comment from a staff member or like a voice actor, that does help because I've also gotten those compliments and it really helps you feel more comfortable and you, like you found a place because a lot of people are looking for that when they go to a convention because a lot of people are like, I like this thing, but I can't find someone with a similar interest. And now that I do, I want to keep on going to it because these people have the same interests as me. Uh, but however, there are a lot of ins and outs to each con and all these cons have a lot of similarities. And because all these conventions have a lot of similarities, unfortunately, certain problems arise through certain topics that keep on happening that have gone over the years. Some have changed, some have not, but we'll go over to those right. later. And then I want to say about two years after you started staffing cons, you dragged me into it. I did. That's yeah. true. So, But you enjoy it. You don't complain. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I have no choice but to enjoy it. The first con, ironically, before you dragged me into, well, the specific type of staffing that you asked me to do, was I was asked to staff at, ironically, my home convention, and I was pretty much happy. I enjoy bringing smiles to people's faces and terror to their hearts. Well, unlike you, I have a harder time working the convention closer to home. Uh, no offense to the convention. It's a great con, but when I'm at home or closer to home, when I'm away from work, I'm more focusing on relaxing than working, and it's just a personal preference of mine. Like, if I travel, I'm more down to work because I, I'm. it's a different change of pace or a different change well, yeah. of scenery from at home so. well for me i don't know why but working conventions is the most relaxing thing i can do. yeah sometimes it's great to relax and you just like to see the interactions between different people it's a great people watching experience through various different means oh, and yeah. means it's not just one thing it's not just like sitting in the lobby it's like at panels at a dance or at a pretty much yeah masquerade yeah yeah that's kind of why i'm like I can relax working a con, but at the same time, I can also relax going to a con. It all depends on the, the situation and the stuff going around it. Because exactly. it can vary from year to year, even per, per fact, too. Because you might be having a good year one year, and the next year everything's going wrong for one reason or another, and you unfortunately can't help it. That does happen. Exactly. There's a bit of the good and the bad. Right. Just like, like with everything else, everything, you need to find that balance or, or moderation. Exactly. For a better term. Like... For a great example, my girlfriend, um, she actually started dragging me to the furry conventions. And that is a topic in and of itself because there is a lot of discrepancies and a lot of things that I've noticed in the media that tends to be kind of iffy when it comes to furry cons. And I kind of want to, on this podcast especially, help people get the record straight. And that's a good thing, but there are also a lot of different types of conventions that they vary differently because even though anime and comic conventions are both widely popular, they're both very different experiences. Same thing with furry conventions and other different types of conventions. That Video are game conventions, yeah, tabletop exactly. conventions. Mm -hmm. The biggest advice, if you never take anything else from this podcast, is every convention is different. They're all their own different beasts. None of them are the same. Some kind of tread the line, but they're all about pretty much all their own separate entities, and that's the actually exciting part about... Did I just say excitingly a part? No, you said exciting. Okay. Exciting part <laughs> of 
how this actually works and how this works as a giant thing. It works as a giant think tank almost. Yeah, and it's nice to travel and see different parts of the country because if you're in the U.S., there are 50 different states. So you can travel all the different states, see all the different scenery, see all the different cultures, meet a bunch of different people, and connect through a common thing that you have, which is anime or games or cosplay or insert exactly. thing here. There are a lot of things that for people to bond over. I should point this out now. We are both Midwesterners. We have gone to East Coast conventions, West Coast conventions. I've had the joy of going to a couple of out-of-country conventions. That is soon to be my goal. Yeah, I have to drag you somehow to do a con in Japan. That well, well we've been talking about doing a trip later, but that's a different topic for exactly. later. Exactly. So, but we have been around the country. Uh, I've been to West Coast cons a couple times and East Coast cons a couple times. And we've both been to most, if not all, the mid big mid excuse me midwest cons and uh so we have a lot of experience to draw from have an idea of what to look out for and what to prevent but there are a lot of good things at conventions and there are unfortunately a lot of bad things because of that we want to let you know based on our experiences essentially because we can help you go in without blinders on and that's the important thing and yeah we can actually jump onto that part now why are we doing this well the reason we're doing this is once again we have 10 years of experience well more than 10 you're like at what 15 i'm like at like 12 something like that maybe if not more so we've been around the block multiple times we've traveled together we know the ins and outs we've worked cons together we've done competition every once in a while well you've done it more than i have yeah but we, we worked on cosplay together we've done event planning together for local stuff here and we we go to all the group stuff here so we know what happens at that meetup and gatherings of local cosplayers too so we have the knowledge to draw upon and with all the new newer people entering in like we said earlier we just want to make sure that you are informed and with some of the more riskier stuff that's going on today unfortunately uh we just want you to be informed and safe out there because if there's anything we want you to take from this it's that you have knowledge and use it as your power to go forward and make informed decisions because it can be risky going in blind if you're going to travel to an outstate convention you don't know much, you could run to a lot of issues and you could be stranded. The number one thing I want to probably mention while we're here is if you can't afford a con, you shouldn't go to it because there are plenty of people who go to cons when they can't afford you know, basic living expenses at home. So right. don't you put yourself in that position. If you can't afford rent that week, don't go to a con. Exactly. This is not a club. Well, in some cases it is, but it's not a nightclub. Do not put your livelihood over well put your livelihood over conventions but don't put your conventions over your livelihood yeah because a lot of people will get angry about certain things and bad things can happen and there are a lot of horror stories that have formed over the year because of people doing things like that and you just want to be wary of what's out there you want to make sure that you you know you have your room prepped and you know who you're rooming with and everything that's going there so you can be safe and you have a fun time and relax. We're because, all here to have fun. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you'll meet that new person at the convention. You'll be like, I want to hang out with them because I had a great time with them that con. But then you learn stuff about them later, unfortunately, and it's not always the best. Yeah, we don't talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> pretty much we're here to help. We're here to give as much information that we have acquired over the years as possible. Also, if you're a veteran of conventions or if you've learned something over the years or heck if you've just gone to a con and you found out something that we might have said that doesn't click with your convention that actually would help 
or we overlooked it perhaps or we glossed over it too quick for you and we want us to go more in depth into it just let us know we'll gladly review the topic and bring it up right. and try and talk we, about it more for you because we're not above learning and improving right this entire podcast is about teaching and learning and if we mess up something and if we are horrible teachers we will actually take take that under consideration and actually explain it the way that has been shown to us because that's how learning experiences work like it's give and take for the teacher and the student. It's not just a one-sided learning experience. That's how it is for all right. generally teaching things. So. This isn't grade school. There is no such thing as a wrong answer, except when it is a horrible answer. Or very, very questionable in a gray area. And that's essentially what the show is in a nutshell, besides the giant gray area. It's teaching you the conventional ways of how to pretty much go to conventions. How the unique things that we've learned over the years from, like, Pretty much cosplay, to staffing, to pretty much con survival in a nutshell. But as we have covered a wide variety of topics, our knowledge is very broad and can be very useful to multiple different facets instead of, you know, just one certain thing. And we've done the prep work, like I said earlier, and we made a long list of topics, and we have a lot to cover, actually, based on our review. Oh, yeah. And... Because of that, we are going to break it down further in later episodes. We're, we're giving a tease of stuff we know for now, so then that way, when it comes to the more in-depth conversations, we can go on to more in-depth, because due to us working together for a long period of time, we have a lot to go off of, actually. Oh, yeah. So, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's been a, definitely a wild ride since we met and, you know, done stuff together. Yeah. So, we should probably talk about what we do outside of conventions, though, because there are a lot of things that we have done in right. the year. You, you so, want to go first? Or yeah, you want sure. Me? All right. So, for myself, uh, as I talked about when I introduced myself, in high school, I was shy about my nerdy fandom. I was more sports-oriented and band-oriented. I did cross-country and track when I was in high school and college. I did band. I played trombone, and I dabbled a band guitar. But Most I did... Alive. Yeah, so we're, we're actually both band nerds. So I did, you know, your marching band, your pep band, your jazz band uh, classical but jazz was probably my favorite i still love to play the trombone uh, been a bit unfortunately due to work i i still enjoy the hobby uh, i did try professional gaming for a bit i played smash competitively for a bit back when brawl was the big game it's been that long uh, brawl is dude seriously let's be real brawl if it ever is not at evo is the day that the world is gonna brawl is no longer evo it's uh, smash 4 and, yep the uh, world's collapsing no no excuse me it's gonna be ultimate and uh, melee this year i take that back they announced the games every February or is it March? They met, they just had Evil Japan like this past weekend actually, but that's a different topic. But I, I do follow competitive gaming still. Uh, I find it as an enjoyable hobby. And then, like I said, we're both big into music, so we talk about that all the time in openings and music. Oh yeah. So well, for you, that was your pretty much high school opening, essentially. Yeah, I mean. I, I work a lot nowadays, and that's what most of my time is consumed with. Uh, I did volunteer work with animals in and out because, like I said, I was studying pre-vet, so working with animals, I obviously have to work with animals to be in that field. I'm currently not working in that field, but I still assist with animals occasionally, and I'm very much into dance, and I'm learning to dance because that's why I'm teaching the conformal, like I talked about earlier. So I'm still big into dance, and that's why I did the uh, Love Live dance group as well, and that was an interesting and unique experience as well. Oh, uh, and then. A lot of mobile games, but that's oh, yeah. also a different topic for later. Yeah, fair enough. Now, for me, like we said earlier, I was a band nerd, but I was also heavily into sports. If you ever see me in real life, you'll you'll know. It it's not hard to tell. I was heavy into martial arts because it kept the brain working and the bullies away. <laughs> well, Gotta keep them away somehow. Well, it was either that or punch trees. What are the two? I I do the tree punching thing now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I did that too as a kid. I'm not yeah. Gonna... <laughs> oh yeah. 
for me right now who the boss is <laughs> hey if it worked in minecraft it'll work here kinda sorta i don't know i play katan more but I wasn't in competitive gaming. I was more of the TCG nerd. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Pokemon, you name it, I tried to judge it. I, I dabbled in those myself, but I never got to the competitive level. Oh, myself. yeah. No, don't, don't. It's um, it's a it's, sinkhole. I know. It's, a sink, it's where the money goes away. Like, they're, they're, no. That's also because I didn't do it, like, super deep where I was like, oh, I'm going to spend $3,000 on a deck. No, 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 no. I am a frugal bastard through and through. Well, we're both yeah. frugal when it comes to our gambling editions. Oh, yeah. Yours was card games and mine is just cell phone games. But yeah, frugal say, say, my say, ass! Say, you spent almost a grand on fate! I watched you! I did not. I've not spent any money you. while I'm here. I don't believe you. I've been with you the whole time. I don't know what you're doing on your phone. It's off! I don't trust that. Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, for me, it was always about TCGs. And over the years, I started going and trying to figure out ways that I can help other cosplayers and help other convention goers. So, I started a little bit of a food blog called Otaku Eats, which is currently on hiatus until probably by the time this episode comes out. And then we're probably going to come back up to it. But the idea was healthy eating for the healthy nerd. And using different recipes and different foods that pop up in pop culture, anime, different mangas, different novels. I take those and I actually break them down and try and make a healthy, a healthy version or a healthier version of what that entire dish pretty much is. I also run a little blog that is also a little bit hiatus due to Tumblr changing their policies. We don't talk about I, Tumblr I know, anymore. But, but, Tumblr doesn't exist. I know, but it was called Crossplay Central. It was, it was a, basically a crossplay hub where cross players and the like could discuss many issues. And I, I would share and post topics relating to that but now that tumblr's changed i need to find a new platform twitter. so i might revive that on a different website twitter probably yeah probably twitter twitter is safe ish i'm putting that quotation marks for you yeah but. yeah i know yeah none of y'all can see it but he's actually doing a quotation bunny sign it's funny funny yeah but i am right yeah so for a long time i was running a were you you were doing prop work yeah i was doing prop work and commissioning putting one of my degrees to work we were called regalia productions yeah and you and I did a couple projects together, but, right. but we we weren't a hundred percent well known. We weren't like uber cost famous, but we got the job done. And people like our work, so that's what matters. Oh yeah, so we we won a couple of competitions with our stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, like I entered competitions, people always love my work. I always get compliments on it. And right. Like we said earlier, that's great. We try to help other people improve, and we try and teach what we know. And, like, for me, like, for people come talk to me about makeup, because I do makeup for crossplay all the time, so I try and teach people about makeup and inform them about my makeup habits. Or it's like, I'm styling a wig, so here's, you know, wig tips that I use. Like, use this right. gel, use this spray, et cetera, et cetera. Hell, so we were there... actually put into a magazine before, too, because of one of our props, the uh, Scythe. Oh, yeah, the Crescent Rose. That came out pretty good, actually. Yep. And for those that don't know, Crescent Rose is the main character, Ruby's prop from Ruby. And it's personally one of my favorite shows currently right now, Monty Umbi. May his name be forever burned. Yeah, to your may souls. he rest in peace. Yes, may Good he guy. forever Very rain. Very nice guy, actually. May he forever reign. <laughs> anyway. I remember Dead Fantasy, but that's also a different topic for later. Yes. Our, our nerdum aside, gotta focus. Close it in. Let's see. Regalia Productions is currently down due to me taking a very long hiatus trying to actually do something that I really wish I did a long time ago and that was actually perfect skills for myself. 
I haven't actually had a chance to do that in a very long time. So Yeah, as you get older, free time tends to go away due to bills and needing to fill other obligations, and it kind of sucks. I need to keep my drug money. I mean, <laughs> your, my schooling. Your, your card fund money. <laughs> we don't talk about my card fund money. We know it's there. Just because you're sitting in a sea of cards does not mean that I have a problem. I think that just highlights the problem. Just because there's a pile of cards next to me means I have a problem. There's a difference. Your bed is made out of cards. It actually is. That's not a joke. But anyway. My gotcha games don't do that. Yeah, your gotcha games are digital. You don't have to worry about waking up with a freaking mana shoved up your butt in the morning. Or a paper cut. Oh, I don't worry about paper cuts anymore. I can't even feel them. Yeah, after you burn your fingers enough for the hot glue gun, it kind of goes away. Yeah. But, okay. We're also going to try and give you guys tips. We're going to give you pretty much stories. We're going to have guests on here if we can. I mean, if we can actually duct tape somebody and, like, drag them in, that would be perfect. Yeah, we'd actually like to be able to do a video portion to this podcast and get a studio at one point, but that might be at a later point if this actually takes off and people really enjoy this, but we'd actually like to maybe show cosplay in different types so, so we can have a video to go along, you know, with the speech right. presentation of the podcast. Also, considering the fact that we are conventioners, we are going to go to different cons. I, I'll even tell you now, I'm going to ASIN this year. Yeah, we're both going to be to ASIN this so, year. I'm planning AX tentatively right now. I'm working out on the room situation myself. And I'm looking to a couple other conventions. We'll probably announce more as the year goes on, as we know more, because obviously as time goes on, things change, and we know more as time goes on. Exactly. And for me, after ASIN, it's always kind of a bumpy ride just to decide on which way I'm going. Because I barely know which direction is up some days. And it's usually a smart idea to actually have an idea of which way you're going con-wise, like scheduling ahead of time and actually getting your budgets in order. For me... It's more, am I capable? Well, it's not always the budget, because sometimes rooms go uh, out like a year in advance for some oh, conventions, yeah. and it's ridiculous, so you do need to know your year in advance, oh, and yeah. it can be ridiculous to get some of these rooms booked, or a hotel near there, and you have to like take a car shuttle each day to get to the convention center, but that's... You learn to become friends with people real fast when the room block opens up. Yeah, you, you need to make sure you have those connections, or that you can have the free time available to book the room, so that way, like... If you're not at, like, a peak hour at work, you know, that, or, like, you're actually off work, you're awake so that you can snatch that room because sometimes they go real quick and sometimes they don't. It depends on the con. Exactly. So, we've actually covered quite a bit right now. Like, more than I anticipated. Yeah. So, we've covered everything pretty well so far as just, you know, to get our foot wet in the water, just get in the shallow end of the pool, so to speak. Well, for the first episode, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I think we made this into a pretty much little conventional package for you guys. Yeah, we're going to try and keep this between half an hour to an hour long for each one, but we hope you found it convenient, and I hope you have a nice day. All right. Deuces.